XX Will Travel is brought to you by Ciderbox. Ciderbox is a subscription box that delivers hard-to-find American heritage cider to your door. You can pick the size that works for you, either three bottles, a half case, or a full case. Find more information at ciderbox.com, C-I-D-R-B-O-X.com. This is Kathy. And this is Inez. And together we are XX Will Travel. So today we are continuing with our How to Plan a Trip series. And this trip is all about the timeline before you travel. So yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Tasks and when you should complete them. Sexy stuff. Right? This series is the sexiest. Yeah. (laughs) It's the G-string of our episodes. (laughs) The pearl thong of our thoughts. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> the negligee of our body of work. <laughs> what we're going to do is break this down and just give you what you should be doing and when. Yes. Um, with the disclaimer that we don't do this a lot of times uh, ourselves. So the title on my page I'm looking at is In an Ideal World. Yes, because I have lists and timelines that I make for myself and that I write down dutifully on my daily planner that I later ignore. <laughs> All right. So. so let's just jump in. The first time increment is three months before your trip. Three months before your trip, you should have picked where you want to go. Yes, I agree with that. Do I, I usually do it? Maybe. And if you you don't know where you want to go, we have an episode (laughs) all about how to pick your destination. It's so true. (laughs) So you know where you want to go. So the next thing is, if you're traveling internationally, make sure your passport isn't in danger of expiring. And as a general rule, passports should have at least six months of validity left on them when traveling internationally. And most countries won't let you in unless... The passport is set to expire at least six months after the final day of travel. Exactly, which is why I was not able to go to Spain last year. Right. (laughs) Very important. Yes. Uh, The next step is to check any visa requirements for your destination. And if you can't get a visa when you cross the border at your destination, you should start the visa application at least at the three-month mark. With the disclaimer that some countries' visa processes may require more than three months. Notable examples including Russia, Brazil, and Iran. And if you have a password from a sketchy country and you know who you are, I would actually advise to start that process six months in advance because that's usually what it's taken me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good good call. (laughs) Next, about flying. When you book your flight, the general rule of thumb is to book between two and five months before your trip. So that is a big gap. So according to Fair Compare, the best time to book domestic flights in your country is between six weeks and three months before your trip. If you're doing long-haul flights, and this is all U.S.-based, though I'm sure it probably applies to other countries as well. If you're going to Asia to get the best price, book nine to ten months out. South America, book six months out. In Africa, prices start to fall three months before your travel date and bottom out at about five weeks before your travel date. Yeah, Um, according to Fair Compare. And Europe, it depends on the season. For summer travel... They say you will get the best price 31 weeks out. 
Okay. Because Europe is crazy in the summer. Yes. It makes me want to uh, think about Africa. Yes. <laughs> you know, considering how impromptu I tend to do things. Well, <laughs> if it's five weeks, then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, the next step would be to book your accommodations. So this is more important if you're going for an event like the Kentucky Derby, the New Orleans Jazz Fest, or sporting events where there are going to be a ton of people, like if you're running a marathon or doing a triathlon. I know when I did a very popular triathlon, people would book a year out, like literally uh, the triathlon was May 31st, 2017, people would be on the phone on June 1st, 2016, trying to book their hotel rooms, especially if those hotels offered discounts. Right. (laughs) Other places book up to a year in advance, and that's not uncommon in places with limited capacity where everyone wants to go, like Yellowstone National Park. If you want to rent a cabin at Yellowstone, you definitely have to book about a year in advance. So when do you usually start doing research for all this? For research? Yeah. Probably when I'm looking, picking the location and booking my flight. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. How about you? Because I feel I first pick my place and then I start doing all the research, which is why all these uh, lovely suggestions like are things that I, can, I can't seem to apply. Right. I think just because I'm already so far behind in terms of what I want to do and where I want to stay. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get lost in the research. I think that's my big problem when it comes to, like, my personal problem when it comes to me and planning travel. Well, I think if it's event-oriented travel, like when I went to Peru to do uh, Machu Picchu, you have to book so far in advance to get the permit and the tour guides because it's such a popular destination that um, you might as well book your flight. And your hotel at the same time when you're doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess I'm a little more casual. Like, I'm going to San Diego, and we just booked our hotel room. I'm going um, in a couple days, and we just booked our hotel room last week. Right. Which was, we got really lucky. But um, that's not typical for me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's become more typical for me, but I think I've just developed bad habits. And I think a lot of it, unfortunately, has has a lot to do with just my varying immigration statuses of the past like three or five years where it felt like I couldn't really plan anything because I was always waiting or applying or waiting. And then just, yeah, just events, you know, and or yeah. having like weird work schedules and things like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of a privilege and a luxury to have the time to be like, all right, in three months, right. I know where I'm going to be and, you know... I know what I need to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's a money thing, too. It's definitely a money thing. Like, if you don't have money to book a plane ticket three months in advance or a hotel room, then right, then that's definitely, you know, you can't follow that schedule. Yeah. And some of it is just me being me where I do sometimes get paralyzed by the research and end up not doing anything. And that is my own... Uh, emotional issue that I have to deal with my therapist, right? Where I have my own time. (laughs) I have the opposite issue where if I don't have stuff booked, I start to freak out. Like the San Diego (laughs) thing got complicated because a friend um, decided to make it into a family vacation with her husband and her son and focused on that. Whereas before we would have booked things together. So I was just kind of like, oh crap, Mm -hmm. we don't have a place to stay, Right? you know? 
Either way, source of anxiety. Total, total anxiety. <laughs> Next step, decide if you want to rent a car or if you have other ground transportation needs and book them. Hmm. Like airport buses from Reiki- Iceland Airport to Reykjavik. You yeah. know, book those in advance because everybody and their mama is going to Iceland and you don't want to get stuck at the airport. Right. <laughs> If you would like to visit specific attractions, reserve tickets. For example, Alcatraz in the summer. My brother tried to book a night tour to Alcatraz. And when I went there in October, um, I think I booked two or three weeks out. Mm -hmm. And the night tours are sold out for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Same with the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. It books out several weeks in advance. But I don't know. They're also expanding it. I would also add to that restaurant reservations for places that you know are super trendy or hard to get in. Yeah. 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 There is a, a restaurant in Lima that I've been meaning to try for a good like decade at this point called Central. It's always in like the top 10 list and it's basically impossible to get in, you know, unless you book more than three months in advance. And people so. are super impressed. Like, how'd you get reservations for this restaurant? Yeah. And I'm like, I booked 18 weeks ago like exactly come on it's like for me restaurant reservations aren't that hard to get right no they really aren't but it's a matter of planning right yeah right you can't go last minute but you know i don't think three weeks in advance is like last minute either i don't know for me it's either like you have to go one extreme or the other you either book them way in advance or you try to show up to the restaurant as soon as it opens and hope that they have a table. Right. Those have been like my two methods of getting into the quote-unquote hard-to-get-in places. And sitting at the bar. Yeah, and sitting at the bar. So true. I don't understand why people don't want to sit at the bar. I don't either. Bartenders are usually fun people and they talk to you. I don't know. Do you think it's a snobbery thing? Like, well, if I can't have the full, like, white tablecloth experience, then I just would rather not eat the food. Oh, maybe. I think sometimes, I think there's that. I think sometimes people are unaware that a lot of bar service has the exact same menu. And if that's your worry, just call and ask. Right. You know? (laughs) Like, I'm there for the food. I don't... The the service is nice. Like, service definitely impacts what I think of a place. But I'm like, dude, I just want to eat. Yeah, but the important thing is the food. I'm wondering, too, if there's just a stigma. I think especially when it comes to women, sometimes they feel weird eating alone. And even though I've mentioned the bar is the solution to that, because it just doesn't seem necessarily weird and people will talk to you anyways maybe i I don't know some people might just feel there's a sketch factor like what's a lonely woman doing at a bar clearly she's a prostitute clearly that's the only (laughs) that's the only answer looking for a a husband in a steakhouse yeah or you know her next hustle yeah (laughs) either way either way i'm happy if people think i'm a high-class hooker or a gold digger i'll take it (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, oh, you think I'm that attractive? What? Oh, you want to pay for my dinner? Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so the last thing I have is if your destination requires vaccinations, set up an appointment to get them. So, And we also have episodes on picking a place, buying a plane ticket, passports, visas, and vaccines. Yep. So all this stuff that we just, you know, kind of... Throughout in little snippets, 
you get way much more detail in all those other episodes. Yeah. If you have specific questions about any of that. Right? Yeah. Um, another one of my hot takes is that when I travel and I plan all my stuff in advance, I make a folder in my Gmail for each trip with all my reservation cons- confirmations and my other travel info. So it's all in one spot. Yeah. I tend to print them out, too. Yeah, I do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's part of our zenial traits now that... Are, have you heard this? That there's a new generation between Generation X and Millennials, and it's Zennials. A micro generation. A micro generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm always wondering, oh, maybe this is that little old fashioned part of me. But I like to have them in my hand when I travel, and I have like a little folder that I carry with me with all of it. Me too. Yay! <laughs> Yay, geeky travel stuff. It's a, it's a green expandable folder, and yeah. I can like. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I can do the gesture, like, licking my finger and, like, thumbing through the pages and yes. being, like, it's in here. And as I go through the, through my destinations, whether it's, like, as I finish one hotel or, you know, go through an excursion, I just kind of recycle it and I see the packet going smaller and smaller. Yeah. And I feel really good about my accomplishments. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, yeah. <laughs> see, I have this fear of being accused. It's in, in like... If I have, if I have a library book and I'm in a bookstore and people see me walking with it, I want to be like, I paid, I paid for this. Right. <laughs> you know, this is not your book. So I have this fear of being falsely accused. Or if you buy groceries at Trader Joe's and stop at another grocery store, I want to be like, I paid for this broccoli. Right. But <laughs> this is my receipt. <laughs> right. But uh, it's an irrational fear. I don't know where it comes from, but it kind of does the same thing with like the confirmations and the hotels. Like, yeah. I paid to stay here. Here's my paper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, I don't know if there's some internet like if internet service is not working if somehow it got lost in cyberspace on their end so i want to have a written document yeah me too (laughs) that states my rights exactly (laughs) exactly i'll say that uh three months out is also when i start asking people for recommendations usually via social media and i have this tradition, if you will, of getting books from the country or the city that I'm going to vacation so I can take them with me. And that's usually when I also start doing my my research for those. Me too. It started in Vietnam where all these kids on the street sell like counterfeit copies of books about Vietnam, like Mm -hmm. The Quiet American (laughs) and The Fog of War. And so I bought the books from them, and I was like, huh, this is really, like, it really enhances your trip. Yeah, it really, really does. Even sometimes watching movies set on that location also, but there's nothing like a good book because movies tend to just use it as, you know, backdrops. Yeah, pretty scenery. Yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. scenery. Or they'll freak you out if you see, like, Broken Down Palace and are going to Thailand. Right, right. Yeah. And you won't want to carry anything in your luggage then. No, no. Or have any uh, affairs with... Hotshot businessmen. So. Exactly. Exactly. And you're on vacation. You want to get your groove on. You don't need any groove discouragers. No, no. No groove discouragers. Hey, Kathy. Can we talk about how amazing Ciderbox is? Ciderbox? What's Ciderbox? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Ciderbox is a subscription service that sends Heritage American Cider to your door. To your door? Yes. And you can choose either three bottles, six bottles, or a whole case. So what are some of the benefits of ordering Ciderbox? Ooh, well, there's the spiritual one because it's delicious and it will brighten your day. It's also gluten-free. So for all those people that prefer their things without gluten, it also helps 
the world. Ciderbox is proud to support the American Farmland Trust in their mission to save the land that sustains us by protecting farmland, promoting sound farming practices, and keeping farmers on the land. And a donation is made to the American Farmland Trust for every Ciderbox sold. Plus, you can get a discount when you use the promo code XXWillTravel. So make sure to check it out at ciderbox.com, C-I-D-R-B-O-X.com. So moving on, six weeks to one month out. If you are going on a specialized tour, such as a Machu Picchu hiking trip or a bike trip across Estonia, and the operator has provided a list of equipment or things you need, double check that you have everything and Amazon Prime that shit if you don't. <laughs> My favorite example is when I went to Machu Picchu and they told us to get waterproof gloves and one girl didn't because, you know, it's not going to rain. Or they right. have they have gloves there. So she brought these beautiful wool gloves at one of the markets. And wet wool doesn't weather well in water. Yeah. It gets very wet and heavy and doesn't insulate you. And, like, nothing is more miserable than cold hands. So spend the 30 bucks if you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip. Return them when you get home if you don't use them. <laughs> Next on my list is to make sure the stuff you do have is in good working condition or that you have time to break in new items like hiking boots. I went on a hiking trip last summer to the Great Smoky Mountains and Asheville, and my boots were so shitty that I could have spared myself a lot of pain had I tried them on mm-hmm. and realized that they were worn out. I want to say six weeks to a month out is usually when I start scrambling to get all the things I should have done three months out. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awful. It's an accelerated timeline. It is an accelerated timeline. I will say, have I caught any bumps? I mean, definitely with visas and passports, I learned my lesson. And you should definitely be very, very, very uh, careful and cautious and just do it far in advance. In terms of hotels, it hasn't been that bad, but that... It's because I tend to stay in hostels or just small bed and breakfast. So, you know, and I don't really tend to travel in high season uh, or for special events, which I think is why I've had good luck. Mm-hmm. And if you're here wondering, like, hey, Kathy and Inez, this all sounds really awesome, but you guys are way too much of planners and I'm more of a spontaneous person. <laughs> what I like to tell people is at least have the first night of your hotel and the last night of your hotel booked because you don't want to arrive somewhere cranky, tired, and have to look for a place to stay. Which is how we used to do it in the old days. Right. Pre-internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you actually had to call the hotel to make your reservation. Right. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. But we don't have to do that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to one week out, mm-hmm. you should reconfirm... Your reservations for your accommodations. So, like, I went to Green Lake, Wisconsin for a wedding, and I the wedding block was sold out, so I found a Groupon, mm-hmm. and I was like, there's no possible way they're going to honor this Groupon on a Saturday night right before Memorial Day. So I called them to make sure that, that they had my reservation, and they were like, oh, you booked through Expedia? And I said... Right. But that would have sucked. Yeah. Um, And also make sure you have the right dates because I am notorious for booking hotels for the wrong weekend, (laughs) which if it's myself, I'm not, I'm like hard, like, I'm like, whatever, I messed up. But if it's with other people, then you kind of screw everyone over. I have done that in New York City. I've done it in St. Louis. (laughs) 
I've done it in Iceland. Oh my god, it's like your Achilles heel. <laughs> it's my Achilles heel. Like, yeah. look at me. I'm like such the planner. Yeah. But when it comes to actually like picking the correct dates and like booking, I I can't. Yeah. There's a block. There's something. So um, next, start thinking about or make a list of what you'll need to pack, especially if you're going on one of those crazy tours. Check your flight reservations and make sure you have the right dates and that your <laughs> that your AMs and your PMs are all okay. Like, yes, don't show up at the airport at eleven AM and find out your flight is for eleven at that evening or the night before. Yes, <laughs> especially when it comes to flights that leave either around noon or midnight, because yes. that's when I've heard the most horror stories where someone thought they had a flight the next day. And they technically did, but by next day, it's like 12, 15 a.m. So you're basically at the airport the day before. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch for time changes. I think I think air tickets are pretty good about giving you stuff in local time, but just mm-hmm. like, it, I'm paranoid. Yeah. I'm paranoid. <laughs> Missing flights is the worst. It is. It is. So, And I've heard of people who had to miss people's weddings because of this, and that's why they were specifically flying, you know, you know, just so just be very, very mindful. Also, if you're flying, figure out how you'll get to the airport, like drive yourself, find a friend, take a train, take a cab. <laughs> um, this, like, is not so important where you live, like where you're coming from, but more so... At your destination. Yeah. Because you don't know the situation there. So that is a good tip. Yes. Um, If you're traveling with friends, coordinate your schedules, figure out where to meet at the airport and upon arrival. All this stuff sounds so obvious, but I can think of so many stories where I'm like... (laughs) That's the thing. It's if we if we're saying it is because we've messed up at some point. Right, right. (laughs) My friend Matthew and I rolling around the airport in Brisbane looking for our six people we were supposed to meet and my friend's husband was picking us up and we didn't know his last name. Oh, no. Because it was different from his wife's and it's a long Dutch last name. So we went to the car rental and we were like, hello, has Mr. Ian Van Ibbeden picked up his car? (laughs) And they're like, what? Right. And we're like, Ian Van (laughs) Ibbeden. But we found them. Our friend Dan was randomly, we were going on the down escalator and we saw our friend Dan going by us on the up escalator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh my God, that perfect moment. You're like, no. Yeah. It could have been a rom-com. It could have. <laughs> and I remember the one of the few times where I've missed my flights was because I decided to take the bus to LaGuardia Airport, which is a bus trip that I had done Quite a lot, but of course that day it was miserable. I somehow underestimated how bad traffic would be because of the weather, and I ended up missing my flight. So for anyone who's really doing the public transportation option, like whatever you're thinking, add an hour. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's for me to get to O'Hare from my house, I have to take a bus and a train, and it either takes 45 minutes or three hours. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's never something in between. (laughs) No matter what, like, trip planner says, it's never, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I either have two hours to kill or I just make it to the airport. Um, We've said this before, but make copies of your credit cards, passport, and other important documents. Store them in a safe place or with someone you trust. And email yourself a copy of the photo page of your passport so you can access it in case your passport is lost or Mm -hmm. stolen. Or like you use Dropbox, right? Yeah, I just upload all those important documents and use Dropbox, which I can access anywhere. Uh, And that's kind of how I do it. Yeah. If you're type A. (laughs) 
Which you're probably like, yes, Kathy, you are my babe because <laughs> listen to this extensive list that you've made about leaving a clean house when you travel. <laughs> clean the night before because I almost missed a flight to Dubai because I was doing dishes. Right. Like, I physically could not leave the house because I was like, gotta get this plate clean. Can't come home to plate in the sink. <laughs> So, I am not type A when it comes to cleaning. Right. I don't know. I never know if I'm type A or type B. I feel like I'm type A about some things, and then the rest, I'm just, like, just a slacker. But, so, when I look at things that are dirty in my house, I'm just, all I think is future Inez will have to deal with that, because present Inez is already in vacation mode. However, I have been in a job where my absence was usually cause for cre- for was usually cause for chaos, confusion, and a lot of turmoil. If you have that kind of job, a week in advance, start reminding everyone you work with that you're about to go away, and the steps you're going to take to make things easy for everyone, and all the things you're finishing to make it easy for everyone, because they just need a heads up. I'm guessing it will make you look professional. In my case, I am really not a person who looks at their work email or texts or anything when I'm away. I'm away. Don't feel guilt about it. But if you are a more normal person and actually want to cherish and keep your job, you might want to at least make it so that no one is contacting you because of an emergency. Right. And I always, I do the same thing and I always give people a deadline. If you need something for me, please send it to me. By Monday at 2 p.m. Yeah. And it's like more of a cover your ass thing. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, you weren't there. Right. You can be like, um, I know I wasn't and I told you. Right. <laughs> it's so true. So just make sure to have all that stuff in place. My last tip for this this timeline, when is it a week out, I think, is if you're traveling with friends, make sure that there are multiple people's Mm. names on the hotel reservation in case one person arrives ahead of another person whose reservation is delayed. Case in point, I visited (laughs) my lovely friend Krista in St. Louis, and Amtrak was being Amtrak, (laughs) and a four-hour trip turned into an eight-hour trip, which was delightful. (laughs) And Krista just had to hang out and wait for me when, if her name had been on the hotel reservation, she could have just gone and chilled out. That's always helpful. I know you can do that on Priceline and most hotel reservations, I think. Yeah, and if not, for whatever reason you forgot to do it, just call the hotel. Yeah. add the person without question. Okay, so next we are moving to the day before. Which is when Inez does most of everything. Panic mode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the day before, check into your flight. You can check in online 24 hours in advance. Make sure you have all your travel documents, driver's license or state ID, passport and visas, and pack for real. Check if there are luggage weight limits, which, you know, vary by airline. Like Spirit, I know you can have a carry-on for free, but they've just reduced the size. Mm. So stuff changes. And when I flew Iceland Air, when I booked my reservation, I got two bags of 45 pounds a piece, and I could check them for free. But by the time I took my... Uh, vacation, they had reduced it to one. Right. So we got grandfathered in, but, you know, stuff changes. Sometimes tours have weight limits as well, and I'll just go back to Machu Picchu. Like, you can only carry a certain weight of things. Um, They give you a weight limit on the trail just because of wear and tear, and you're going to be carrying your own stuff, and, like, if it's on a horse, you don't want to overload the poor horse. (laughs) Um, And my... My most uh, 
Important tip I will share with you is pack snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Snack up. Like, my nightmare is being on the tarmac for six hours and not having access to snacks or food because I would be, I would be a bitch. (laughs) I usually just get them at the airport, but that's probably not cost effective. I just, I think it's just me planning poorly or doing everything last minute because... What Kathy just said would be my ideal timeline. What I usually end up doing is like getting a plane ticket two months in advance, figuring stuff, doing research a month in advance, like booking everything two weeks in advance, and then the day before just going into a scramble. So I'm hoping to at some point fix that. I don't know when that will be, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Just working <laughs> on it. Just, uh, just goals. Yeah. Uh, um, tip. For packing, less is more. As we like to say, you can buy it there. And listen to our episode on packing where we will say, you can buy it there. Right. (laughs) In addition to other pearls of wisdom. In addition to other tips, yes. (laughs) On the day of, I have arrive at the airport, bus station, train station, etc. Because sometimes you need to hear that. Yeah. So the airport rule of thumb is to arrive two hours before domestic flights and three hours before international If you're running really, really late, the minimum check-in requirement times vary by airline, and usually bigger airports mean that you have earlier check-in times. It also depends if you're checking bags. Like, Delta will let you check in for domestic flights within the U.S. at most airports 45 minutes before the flight with bags or 30 to 45 minutes without bags. And for international cities, the time varies between one hour or 3.5, depending on your destination. I learned this (laughs) because (laughs) I was going to San Antonio for work, and it was right after United cut a bunch of flights. Mm -hmm. I took my sweet time. I was probably cleaning, to be honest, because (laughs) that is my Achilles heel. (laughs) And I got to the airport 43 minutes before my flight, and they wouldn't let me check my bag. Mm-hmm. And I needed it because it was a work trip, and the, the man was super nice. He put me on standby. He was like, if this had happened two weeks ago, we had four flights flying to San Antonio per day, you know, you'd be on the next flight. But I wasn't. And so I did what any person in a stressful situation would do, is I took the train from O'Hare Airport mm-hmm. to downtown Chicago and got a massage. <laughs> Uh, because I was super panicking because if I missed my flight, they would have to charge a flight to my department. It was going to cost me $700. It would make me look super unprofessional. So I killed some time. I got back because I was on standby. I went through security. I'm at the gate. I watch every single person board the plane. I make peace with myself <laughs> that I'm going to look like an idiot and cost my, my company 700 additional dollars. I'm getting ready to call our transportation woman, our, our travel agent. They were like, doors are closing. And a woman runs off the plane and she goes, I have a family emergency. I cannot go on this flight. And I like hop up and go, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy went, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> So I, I got to San Antonio, and then, like, years later, I told everybody in my department, like, hey, remember that convention? Right. <laughs> Funny story. Yes, and then the final tip is to relax, because you did it. Yep. You're on your way. You're on your way. Woo! And that's really it. And you're like, oh, no, but see, I was at the airport, and they canceled my hotel reservation. Or I was at the airport, and I realized there was a hurricane coming, or whatever it is. I would say just... 
take the time in the plane to just relax. Yeah. And regroup and maybe think of options, but there's nothing you can really do to solve it in the meantime, so there's no point in panicking. Right. <laughs> you paid for the plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Get the most enjoyment out of it as yeah. you can. <laughs> and just go. And that's it. I'm yeah. going to try to be a better planner. Honestly, I don't know what's been going I used to be very, very good. Like, at least I remember with my ex, I was always the one who planned absolutely every single trip, and it was fine, and it was great, and I would take a lot of care doing research. Just think in the last two or three years, it's been just really bumpy, and it's made me just not be able to focus when I want to focus. Well, and I think it's different when you have someone else to hold you accountable. Right. Like, you're not <laughs> just screwing. Like, I can deal with if I mess up, like, oh, I don't have a hotel tonight because I booked the rooms two weeks before this date. If yeah. it's just me, I'm I'm pissed, but I'm, like, cool with it. Because I know I can find another hotel. But when you're with somebody else, yeah, it makes more of a difference where you're not just wrecking your vacation, but you're wrecking theirs too. Yeah, and I think part of the learning curve too was just having a normal office job. Because up until then, I was either on an academic schedule where you have all summer off and a lot of you know December and January. Or I was freelancing, which is whenever I wanted to take off, I could. And it took me a while to figure out when it was I might need a vacation, like regardless of of mandatory vacations, like going to Peru for my brother's wedding. But I had a, like my first two years, I was basically just reserving all my vacation days for the end of the year, which was bad idea because by the time November rolled around, I was about to kill someone. Yeah, you know, I didn't really know how to pace like space it out in a way that felt good and normal. <laughs> Whereas I like to use my downtime at work <laughs> to plan vacations right. three months in advance. <laughs> so, anywho, I think those are all the thoughts I have. I just need to be better, listener, so don't worry. I will be on this journey with you. And there really isn't a right way to do it. And money, if you don't, like, for a lot of the reasons I follow these time, these steps is because... I found that's when I get the best deals. Mm -hmm. So if money is no object for you, like you can go to Paris tomorrow. Yeah. Totally. Whereas this is more like I guess a budget oriented and a peace of mind oriented schedule that I put myself on. Yeah, that makes sense. Join Girl Squad Tours in July for a Retreat Yourself weekend in Hot Springs, North Carolina. This all-inclusive weekend getaway includes yoga, guided meditation, nature hikes, soaking in hot springs, campfires, incredible food and wine, and good old-fashioned girls' nights. Visit girlsquadtours.com to sign up today. Enter code GSTWILLTRAVEL to receive 10% off the pay-in-full option. So, if you like us, please review us on iTunes. That would be awesome. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Yay. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we're at XX Will Travel. And um, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, go forth and travel.